0: Jerry Trimble. Yeah! Jerry Trimble was a bad motherfucker. Golden boy. That's what they call Atlanta's Jerry Trimble. He hails from Vancouver, British Columbia, Manny, the schoolteacher, Manny Sobral!
1: So I really like this card. That was you
0: know, good. Yeah, I thought it was a good card, I think. uh You know, an outdoor stadium like they had it, it was looked pretty cool, eh?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. It must have been nice to fight out outdoors too.
0: Yeah.
1: Instead of like inside of an arena with like air AC or anything like that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Made it made it good for the the old COVID, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. stay anywhere, it just gets to float around. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. yeah. Did you uh so you caught some of the Derek Chisora versus Joseph Parker?
0: I just saw the highlights of that fight and I saw, you know, Chisora knocking uh, Chris Parker down kind of kind of in a weird way in the first round and then yep. And then it showed Parker coming back, and from what you know, the highlights that they're showing, it was a very close, fi- a very close match. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it's that Ch- Chisora is a weird guy, though, because he he always sort of seems to tire out at the opportune times, you know, like yeah, he can't seem to hold it to hold his uh his momentum all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then it allows another other guy to come back, and I think that's what probably gave it to the decision it was, it allowed Parker to come back at times. Mm-hmm. Did you you watch it?
1: I did, yeah. Actually, I did watch it. He was, um, I thought he was really good in the fight. Um, yeah. Lots of pressure, lots of power. Yeah. But yeah, he started to tire out. Um, even Parker, he had some good moments. I felt like he could have finished him in one of the rounds, but oh, yeah. he kind of held back. Yeah. So I, I, I'd i like to see, I mean, I don't know if I want to see the rematch, but yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see Parker against some other top guys again.
0: This Joseph Parker beat Andrew Ruiz. He, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: uh, Ruiz's first loss. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, he's you know it's it's a competitive heavyweight division right now, and yeah, yeah you know let's hope uh, Tyson Fury and uh, Joshua find out who's better, right? <laughs> well, least.
1: actually fight, yeah. At least yeah, fight. And not fight even out a, who's better. Yeah. There isn't even a date set yet, so.
0: No, they keep saying there's, you know, there's 150 million dollars on the table by the, the Saudis or something, and mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi, and but who knows, and who's how are they going to split it? There's so many complications, I think, and yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah, they just get it on and let's get it going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you did you catch? Uh, you caught most of the car too, right? Uh, today yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah um, row and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How did you? What, berlanga we watched him fight last time or was not berlanga oh, sorry that's uh fandora
0: fandora Fandora. fandora. The tall, the, the the tall
1: yeah we saw him fight last time right
0: yeah we did what i find weird about fandora is he fights on the inside yet he should be on the outside keeping the guy at, at range he i was does gonna fight. ask
1: you that yeah what huh? i was gonna ask you that how do you how do you feel about his fighting a guy He's like
0: weird that? like He's a strong guy, but he's got really good uppercuts, right? Yeah. He gets good leverage on him. So that's probably why he fights the style he fights. But you would think he just wanna keep the guy at bay at long range and let him come to him. But it's almost like he's giving his opponents the advantage by fighting inside. And if he fights a guy that can punch, yeah. You know, I think he's gonna have trouble.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, sure. How do you so if you're a tall guy like that, how do you beat a guy like that if you're to fight yeah. Or
0: a, How or a, do you figure that out? Like, I don't, I mean, you'd want to, like, he just smothers everything. So he smothers his opponent, so it's hard for them to even land body shots because to land a body shot, you don't necessarily need to be far away. For a straight right hand, you sort of have to have some distance. But for the hooks, like, you know, these guys should be going to his body a lot more than, you know, this uh, Kuto guy was just, he was going headhunting the whole Kodo, time. koto yeah. Coda, Coda. Yeah, or- yeah he was hunting the whole time he should have been going for to his body a bit more maybe mm-hmm. but it's easier to say when you're outside the ring right Cause yeah when the guy's smothering you like that you're just trying to get in what you can
1: yeah he was going at him too you notice that he I just know, he run was- right straight into the middle of the, the ring
0: yeah oh you know i mean i think the fight was stopped prematurely like i mean kota was just finished throwing landing a punch and then the referee stepped in and stopped it. i know he was taking a lot of shots and the yeah. was getting busted up but mm-hmm. i think they should have allowed it to go just a little bit longer whether it would have been a difference i'm not sure but you know at, at some point this fandor is gonna have to dig deep and go later rounds right
1: yeah well he's gonna i mean he hasn't fought any top guys yet has he
0: not that I know of, no. No,
1: I think he's still in the top 10. So, yeah. He's exciting. I mean, he's the tallest guy that's ever been in that division. Yeah. So, I think like the Charlo brothers, they're yeah. about six feet.
0: Yeah. I know. They're going to have <laughs> trouble looking up on that for that guy. They but, got good movement, though. Yeah. I agree. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I think the Charlos would beat a Fandora, but I mean, it's only, only. You know getting them both in the ring because it's mm-hmm. such a unique style and you can't really train like they were talking about coda fight it's training for the fight but he's sparring with six foot three six foot four heavyweights yeah not the super welterweights right yeah so that's crazy uh, yeah it's tough yeah
1: it's funny because uh literally lennox lewis was saying he's like <laughs> he's like you know yeah. fandora should just back up yeah <laughs> he's at range you know, if he just backed up, he could he could actually finish this a lot faster, right? So
0: yeah, I think Lennox was right on that too. And I mean, he's very. Um, I think his uh, most of Lennox's comments are spot on, really. I mean, yeah. he knows the game, he understands the game, and mm-hmm. I think they, they they play really well together with him. And uh, who's the Ryan Porter and Ryan Kenny and Sean yeah. Porter? Yeah, they they're good. They're a good team. Yeah,
1: I liked them actually. That was actually really good commentating. Mm-hmm. Actually, the uh, the DAZN commentating was really good too. Sky Sports. Oh, oh okay. I re- yeah, I really liked it. There was also there was a there was a lot of good fights. You should check that out. I would check that there, out yeah. for
0: sure. Yeah, for sure. I really and agree. I mean the main event, uh, it, it, you know, it uh, to for the hype that it had, it it really came through because it was a competitive match and mm-hmm. uh, and we got a lot of uh,
1: of Andy Ruiz and. Yeah, Uh, Andy. I I wanted I wanted to bring up first before that the Figueroa versus um, who did he fight again?
0: Ramos uh, Abel Ramos Abel Ramos. Yeah. What what do
1: you what do you make of that style?
0: Weird style. Figueroa has keeps switching to southpaw orthodox. Kind of doing this, right? Like a lot of a lot of. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. But always. Always the same movements, and Lennox picked up on that. Like, all he's doing is tick-tocking the whole time, so you can predict what he's going to do, and that's what Ramos took him two or three rounds, and then he was predicting where his head was going to be, and that's where he was throwing his shots. He wasn't throwing the shots where his head was. He was throwing the shots where his head was going to be because it was predictable. Yeah. He was always going the same thing. It was always side to side instead of pulling, rolling, coming. You know, like, you don't want to give your opponent the same, same picture every day, every time, right? Yeah. that's uh, that was one of the downfalls of that, but you got to give it to him too. Figueroa was a tough guy, man. He took a lot of shots from that Ramos.
1: Took a lot of shots. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a really good call to to yeah, not stop let him back. It.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, no, he, he it's al- Ramos did a really good job of predicting his timing too. It's almost oh, yeah. like he just figured it out. It's like, oh, you're gonna go that way. Yeah, shot. shot. You know, he just knew exactly where he would be, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, he he was very good at predicting it because. He was just reading the same page of the same book the whole night. Yeah, it didn't change, right? So, that's why in boxing you got to be able to like do a Floyd Mayweather and not do the same thing over and over again. Once he got hit by that Shane Mosley right hand, yeah, over again was he open for it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering because, like, you know, I mean, like that that technique could possibly work. Yeah, got to be more offensive.
0: Yeah, but when you're coming in and and then let your hands go as soon as you miss a punch, whereas Figueroa yeah. wasn't doing it. Like he was missing punches, and it was almost like he was so happy he was missing punches, but he wasn't countering back and making the guy pay. So, after doing that for a few rounds, well, then Ramos just said, "Well, I'm just going to throw where he's going to be." Mm-hmm. And do you
1: think that with that style moving around like that, your footwork? Starts to starts to go all over the place. Did you notice him move around Yeah, I and mean, you, I mean, you cross like-
0: your feet sometimes, and you're not on balance. And he mm-hmm. looked off balance a couple times. Yeah. I think it kind of detracted from his abilities to do what he could do, right? And that's why it's always been discouraged to switch from Southpaw to Orthodox, because... It messes you up more than it messes your opponent up a lot of times because then you gotta you gotta balance yourself on the different stance, right? Yeah. And you can't practice the same stance like all the time and you usually guys will perfect either an Orthodox or a Southpaw stance and they can't yeah. really switch on it. And uh that's why you normally don't see great, great fighters changing up like they like that, right? The only ones, you know, some great ones that did change up, but they didn't change up during the fight was that they started it. Like an orthodox or a southpaw stance is like a Marvin Hagler, like when he switched mm-hmm. up on on. I think he fought Sugar Ray Leonard, and he fought totally just in the orthodox stance. But he should have fought him southpaw, maybe. Who knows? Okay.
1: Yeah. How about uh? Well, Terrence Crawford's actually known for his switch he hitting as well.
0: Up. Yeah, he switches up, but he doesn't. He doesn't do it as often as Figueroa was doing it. Like he'll yeah. do it at odd time, but he doesn't. He picks his spots more than Figueroa was. It was just the whole time he was kind of switching up all the time man it was
1: yeah it was really weird. weird it was a really yeah. weird style yeah. i mean i feel like when Terrence does it he uh let's say he starts an orthodox couple yeah. rounds and then he'll yeah. come in the next third round and in, in the southpaw, uh, southpaw yeah. and then he'll just switch it up from there but he won't ever go southpaw and then all of a sudden go into orthodox right no
0: he doesn't he doesn't usually do that he kind of gives it time to set in right
1: yeah, yeah. interesting
0: yeah, I thought it was too. Yeah,
1: no, well, I good stoppage. <laughs> uh, I hope uh, is okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: there was actually, it was, that fight reminded me, last night there was some boxing in Richmond. They had a show, uh, just uh, like a pay-per-view sort of show at one of the, um, at the studio out in there in Coquilla, or at yeah. uh, um, Richmond, and um, there was one fight, uh, a guy from, uh, Surrey, a guy named uh Bizla. He beneath Bizla, he stopped a guy from Ontario named Thomas. I forgot Thomas I forget Thomas's last name, but it was very similar to that. Thomas was doing kind of strange things like that and oh, yeah. Bizla finally caught him with like either a right hand or a right uppercut. And yeah. uh you know the guy was out pretty much and then it was good that the referee stopped it so that yeah. reminded me a lot of the Figueroa match Was that a professional fight? Yeah, there was a professional card. So Vancouver's had two professional cards in two weekends in a row. Last no week. No way. Last weekend, I was in North Vancouver a company from Ontario came out
1: mm-hmm. a guy
0: named Daniel Arter Ard- yeah. Ard- Otter yeah. Ard- yeah. Ard- came out to do a show and then last night was a guy named Dan another Daniel Daniel um I forget Daniel's last name now but yeah, his his company put on a, a card in, in Richmond, and it was a really competitive matches. Uh, there were six bouts, and they were all really competitive, and it was a good night of boxing. Nice,
1: nice. Yeah. Oh, how did your how did your match go? So Jacob. Well,
0: went. last weekend, uh, my boxer from that I train, uh, Jacob uh, George, he won uh, via first round knockout. So I was really happy, and he's That's a southpaw, awesome. right? So. You know, he kind of caught the guy with a with a left hand, and then he stayed on him, and they got these tiny little eight ounce gloves on because one forty seven and under, you use eight ounce gloves. So okay, those are puncher gloves, man, and and uh, yeah, he finished him off. He was uh, yeah. I was really proud of Jacob, and uh, hopefully he'll get another uh, opportunity because on June twenty sixth is gonna there's gonna be another card in, Van- in North Vancouver, and uh, really, and then uh, these people. Uh, this promotion company that is doing another show in Richmond as well in July. So yep. um, I think it's, I think, man, hopefully boxing might uh, get a little boost here. Yeah, why not, man? That's Local, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it is it's, awesome. Uh, looks like
1: um, Ontario is not really able to put on shows right now, right?
0: Yeah, because Ontario exactly. has a rule where the Any outside people have to quarantine for 14 days where they don't have that rule here in BC. So that's why the Ontario promoter came to BC. So not all the boxers would have to quarantine for the 14 days prior to the match. Mm -hmm. So the regulations are a little more lax, but they still make them test for covid and all and there was no outbreaks from last weekend that i heard of and i'm sure there's going to be no outbreaks from this weekend because it's very close close right as soon as the boxers finish they have to leave the venue so there's very few yeah even in the place right oh wow so it was good and awesome. I got to practice how to do cuts because I I was a cut man for the whole show. So oh no I, way! I had to I had to stop a couple of cuts. Like a guy named Sharn Archer from or Alberta, had a cut in like in the center of his head here, and I was able to stop the cut. And then another mm. guy named Ari had a cut over his right eye, and I was able to stop that cut. So I, I got some practice. Yeah, what, do you, what do you, how do you do that with? The vast I time? use a, mostly just adrenaline. I mix it with some stuff, but it's mostly adrenaline one one thousand. Yeah, and uh, I get a swab. And I put some cotton around it to yep. be able to soak up and then just pressure, pressure and adrenaline and uh, does it. And then you put a little Vaseline over it and I mix the adrenaline in with the Vaseline and I put it over and the cut didn't, it stayed closed. It was amazing. I was pretty surprised myself.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So you got to be a little cut man.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you're
1: uh, one of your, one of your, Fighters from back in the day, Robert Cousins, remember him? Yes, yes, of course. He was uh, commentating last weekend, or yesterday, I believe. Yeah, he was the uh, color commentator for the fights.
0: Oh, at the Richmond show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he he was, was. oh yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, I didn't see him, actually. I didn't see him there, so yeah. Must have snuck out, snuck in. Is he he still compete? I think he has not boxed for about... Well, not during the pandemic he hasn't boxed, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what his intentions are, but... Mm -hmm. yeah, he, he hasn't boxed at least for a couple of years, though. I know that. Cool Hands. That's what you called them. Yeah, that's, I think that's what he calls him. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool Hands Cousins. Cool Hands Cousins. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah was all good. right. Good.
1: Um, so the main event, eh? Main event. Main yeah. event. Yeah, that was incredible, actually. A lot more competitive than I thought it would be.
0: Exactly, I thought I thought Ruiz was going to walk through Areola because I don't know when the last time I saw Areola box. Do you remember? Do you know when the last time he boxed? Was I don't know,
1: but you know he's fought Vitali Klitschko, who's been retired for how long? You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, he has. But um, yeah,
1: the last time I can't remember Arthur Spilka, or
0: do you think that's who he fought last?
1: Or and he fought Deontay as well. So he's uh
0: Yeah, he's fought a lot of good guys. Um Chris, I'm gonna look him up right now. Chris Ariola. Ariola. I don't think he's fought for a while, man. Yeah. No, it's, because uh, I know uh, Ruiz, it's been since uh December two thousand nineteen, so it's been a close to a year and a half that he fought. So
1: So it's the same, uh August third, twenty nineteen for Well oh, okay, Areola.
0: so same of a year and a half.
1: Yeah, about the same.
0: Oh yeah. I was um
1: well, anyways, I'll ask you what what did you think of uh, Ruiz's performance tonight?
0: I thought I thought it was good. I mean, he's got super fast hands and everything. The only thing I thought was like Chris Ariola was really smart in making Ruiz come to him. He let him come to him, like in the first and second round. Like when he knocked mm. him down in the second, was it the second or third round? That he knocked second him? Round.
1: Yeah, second round,
0: second round. Yeah, the second round he hit him in that temple shot. Yeah, but see. Ruiz was letting, or not Ruiz, Ariola was letting Ruiz come in, right? So he was waiting to time him on that, and he did. And then, um, uh, Ruiz had to get trickier. So after that, he started using a bit of some fakes, you know, instead of coming straight in and just walking yeah. in, you know. He yeah. was using fakes, so then Ariola couldn't time him. Mm-hmm. So he was able to time him. I believe that's why he caught him with that right hand. And then Ruiz, even in the third round, he got caught with, yeah. I think, a left hook. Mm-hmm. And it buckled him. Did you see his knees yeah. buckle? Like, he just about touched the ground. That all, that was almost another knockdown. And I, You know, like, I thought he won that round because of that Ariola won the third round as well. So I did too. How can, those, how can those judges only give him like that that one round that he knocked them down, the two point round? That's like, crazy. judges. It was a bad decision in that respect. But um, you know, Ruiz is smart. You know, he started using some fakes and he wasn't going at him as much. Mm-hmm. He was waiting his time, and because I think Ariola was baiting him to come right. He was giving him some. At the beginning, he was giving him some confidence. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm a 40-year-old, you know, I can't really do much. But then when he got close enough, he clipped him with that right hand to the temple, and it changed. Yeah. You know. But you got to give it to um, Ruiz because he's got some recuperative superpowers, just like yeah. he had when he fought uh, Anthony Joshua because Joshua dropped him early in the fight too, I think. Yeah. First fight, yeah.
1: In the first fight, that's correct. Yeah. And then he ended up coming back and dropping him after.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um I know knocked him out, what in the eighth round or something like that? Yeah, eighth round. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, these are heavyweights, man. They're solid heavyweights. They're leading yeah. like Ruiz, he's a slim down two hundred and fifty plus guy, and yeah. And uh is like two twenty eight, so they're big men. And you know, they can hit for that weight too, right? So
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting what happens. I think, you know, that they're, they're all talking about they wanting a rematch, so Maybe that yep. will happen, but I don't think much will change because...
1: I think it'll be better for Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah. I,
0: I agree with you, too, because Ruiz is just getting used to uh, Eddie Reynoso's training, maybe, mm-hmm. and uh, things don't happen overnight, and, uh, yeah. and Ariel, uh, yeah, they, they caught on to his game plan. is just to wait, sit him out and wait, wait for him to come, wait for him to come. Yeah ruiz will be smarter to not be predictable in that respect mm-hmm. and um yeah he's got super fast hands for heavyweight that's all i can say like those are that let jab right hand and hook like man it comes boom boom boom. like it's yeah winding fast yeah and then he throws the right hand to the body really nice too i don't know if yeah you noticed that was a few times right eh? oh
1: no i i noticed he's got really quick hands uh he kept going to the body and then yeah. up to up top as well right
0: yeah he did and he mixed it up Mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of jabs to the body as well he was doing
0: yeah he was yeah just to, to throw throw Ariola off because Ariola was like i said i think he was just waiting to catch him coming in which yeah. he did catch him in the second round but after that even though he caught him with a left hook i think when ruiz was sort of pulling out yeah his hands low mm-hmm. um but after that it was it was mostly you know compact and they showed a lot of respect for each other, too, you yeah. remember when uh, Ruiz hit him in the shoulder, mm-hmm. and then he was shaking his shoulder out, like Ruiz didn't jump on him, like a lot of guys would have just jumped on him if they, he saw him shaking his shoulder like that, so totally. I think they had a lot of respect for each other, which was yeah. nice to see. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, and what do you what do you make of
1: that shoulder injury? Do you think it was?
0: I mean, I think it might have just you know hurt it like the joint. Yeah. And, um, he said himself, I think in the corner that oh it's messed up or something. When the referee came, he said oh it's fine. And then as the referee is walking away, he said it's messed up to yeah. to uh, to Goosen. Yeah. I thought it was funny, Goosen, the trainer. Like he's not even geared to be a trainer. He's, he was wearing like, like a white jacket. <laughs> I know, it's kind of weird. I yeah, thought it was the most great. stylish
1: trainer I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's going to make a GQ statement or right? <laughs> of being a trainer, right? But I think he did give him a good game plan. The game plan, I believe, was to box smart, like he was saying in the last round, box smart but aggressive. Yeah. So boxing smart means don't go at him wild. Just, you know, bide your time. Let him come, let him come, let him come, mm-hmm. let him crack him. Yeah. And he did that really, really well.
1: Yeah, you know, I was really worried for Ruiz in that third round after because yeah, obviously got dropped in the second, and then it looked like he was kind of. He going was hurt, for the, man. He yeah, was. He, about was. About,
0: he just about hit the canvas on that. Oh, on yeah. That, that hook. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: he took some major shots.
0: That's what I mean. He's got amazing, superhuman recuperative powers that Ruiz does. It's yeah. just like a ever-ready battery, you know. Like it's yeah. all—it's like it's dying and all of a sudden, it gets steam again. Yeah,
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you make of Andrew Ruiz now? Is he a threat in the
0: division? You think? Oh yeah, he's got to be a threat. A guy that you know, 6'2", 250 pounds like that, and he's got hands like that, and he yeah. can take a punch like he can. Like you know. I mean, taking a punch from uh, Ariola who's a decent puncher, says a lot. And um, he's going to be—he's always going to be a threat in that division. Anyways. Yeah. And uh, but uh, you know, it'd be interesting how it all spans out because now the what I'm hearing is that if this Joshua. I'm sure you've heard the same thing. If yeah. Joshua Tyson doesn't make, they don't make that fight, it's going to be Tyson against Dante Wilder in the third rematch. Oh, yeah. So if that happens. And then Usyk
1: versus uh, Joshua.
0: Yeah, that's what they're saying. And uh, then the winners of that do it. But maybe Andrew Ruiz gets in there and gets a th- third try at Joshua. Who knows, right? It depends.
1: I, I would like to see Ruiz versus Wilder.
0: That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think because that's a good you know the way Ruiz took that right hand from Ariola. See, I don't think Wilder. I don't think he'd get away from Wilder if he gets hurt like that. No. Wilder's such a finisher, man. But yeah, you could be wrong. Maybe Ruiz he's very fast.
1: Wilder. He doesn't get enough credit fast. for his uh, for his speed. Yeah,
0: and his accuracy. Like he yeah. goes wild. He goes wild, but he's wa- he's accurate with those wild punches. Because mm-hmm. once he gets a guy hurt, he's such a finisher. You know. Yeah. Probably one of the best in history, I think. Easily. But, yeah, but he's got to get the guys hurt, and you know Ruiz might be a bit too smart for Deontay Wilder. He might yeah. try to yeah. muscle him up just like um, uh, Tyson did, but he's yeah. not as tall as Tyson Fury or as big as Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury's just yeah. a big man that can push push uh, Deontay Wilder in his back heel and mm-hmm. can't get any power from it.
1: Yeah, I think Tyson was saying that uh, he thinks Deontay's a little too fast or skilled for. Ruiz? Yeah.
0: Could be. Could be. Well, I don't know about skill, but he's fast. He's yeah. got a fast, accurate right hand that can't miss. And then he goes wild yeah. with everything else once he gets you hurt. then he goes and does this wild thing. And you can't, you don't see the punches coming from the outside. They come from the outside, and all of a sudden they're hooking yeah. you. But. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of live there's a lot of live bodies in the heavyweight division right now, that anyone can come out on top. I think like look at those guys, you know, like even Joseph Parker after tonight might be in the mix too, and definitely. And there's uh, Ruiz, Ariola, who knows he hasn't fought for all he's still forty. He didn't look forty. Yeah, and uh, you got Deontay Wilder, you got uh, Anthony Joshua, you got uh, Tyson Fury. You got you got a handful of guys there. Anyone yeah. can come out on top. Mm-hmm. I think the cream of the crop is Tyson Fury, but yeah, time will tell. And a lot of it has to do with his own self because you yeah. don't know what he's doing, like how distracted he could be. You know, like uh, I've seen him on YouTube quite a bit with uh, the next weekend's fight with yeah. uh, the guy fighting Canelo, Billy Joe, Billy uh, Joe, Billy Joe. Yeah, they've been talking a lot and. Saying things and uh, yeah, it, it's interesting to watch, though. I mean, yeah, it, no. that's gonna be a great match next weekend, too. I can't wait. for I'm Canelo looking
1: forward for that good. one, too. Actually, that...
0: yeah, again, I don't think Billy Joe's got really a chance, but he might have he might pose a bit of a threat at the beginning of the match, like, at yeah, the beginning, you know. But I think Canelo will get to him eventually with his style.
1: I just think, uh, I, I like Billy Joe, I think he's very uh clean, I think he's got a lot of good movement. But just it's just Freaky. the power. It's yeah. just the power. Canelo just has so much power. He's exactly. relentless, he, right?
0: He, yeah, he generates so much. Like the way he twists into everything, and yeah, everything's a everything's a bomb, man. Even a yeah. jab. Exactly <laughs> right. off, and he's got good footwork
1: he's and a, good defense. Yeah, so it's like he's he's got he a, a lot of good things, right? So it's a well-rounded guy, right? Yeah, man, he's he's really good. Yeah. Also, you know another boxer who wasn't mentioned, uh, Dillian White.
0: Yeah, Dillian White in the heavyweights. That guy yeah. can punch like who, yeah, man. He, he just could fight.
1: He could fight Ruiz. He also and wants he to could. fight Wilder as well. Yeah. He's he's got some
0: power. He, he just fought someone just recently. Yeah, he
1: fought a uh, Povetkin.
0: Oh yeah, and he I just knocked the, him out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Povetkin looked kind of rough around the yeah. edges because apparently he had COVID about six weeks earlier. Oh something. no way! That's what I had heard. Yeah, but yeah, he looked. He didn't look right. Like even when he got into the ring, he looked like yeah. he was kind of stumbling around.
1: Oh,
0: no. <laughs> Povetkin did. Like, Povetkin yeah. didn't look great. He just didn't look great all night. And, I mean, Pavetkin's a great, you know, he was a great fighter, Olympic gold medalist and all. Mm-hmm. He could he could crack.
1: He's got some experience. Actually, he knocked out yeah. white, white before that, too, so. Yeah, he yeah, some, that's great. Right. He knocked yeah. him
0: out with one shot, I remember, right? That uppercut, you see yes, that? right, on the ropes, I think.
1: Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah just folded him.
0: And he was losing the fight, too, I yeah. think. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was crazy. I mean, even, how about King Kong Ortiz? Yeah, he was in the, he, did you see him in Yeah, I, I did, had, I did. He yeah. was beating White, Wilder as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, he was. But Until
1: until Wilder landed that bomb.
0: Yeah, and how yeah. old is Ortiz, right? Is he he's old. 50, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> so old. I think he's way past. I don't,
1: I honestly don't think Areola and Ruiz should happen again.
0: Probably not because yeah, it's been determined. Even though it wasn't a you know like a blowout, ten rounds to or eleven rounds to one, it wasn't like that. It was maybe like a eight rounds to four type fight, you know. Yeah. But it was a competitive, somewhat close to one sided mm-hmm. fight. It was competitive, but it wasn't. But it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't that close that you should be a rematch, and you know after the third round, you know. Ruiz wasn't not in trouble whatsoever.
1: So. No, no, he was just flowing and mixing it yeah, up nicely. Yeah,
0: exactly. What yeah, did, did so, you
1: did you notice anything new from him, like in terms of training with Reynoso?
0: Not really, but you know his body type. He's not as blubbery. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, that's one thing—the look. But in terms of he was throwing some decent fakes, like I think, especially after he got knocked down there, mm-hmm. he was throwing more feints, and that's what Canelo does as well too, right? Yeah. He's really good at feinting. whereas I don't think Ruiz even threw a fake before yeah. this, and uh, that was a good thing, and uh, um you know, he does this a lot. Of, like did you ever see him like he sort of just pauses out his right hand and then he comes back with a quick one two? Yeah. That's sort of a Canelo move too, right? Like mm-hmm. he just, you pause out the right hand and then comes right back with the jab. That's uh he,
1: the fake um the fake overhand and he does yeah. the uppercut. Yeah, whilst, yeah, so sort Canelo of like does. yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's right. And I think I saw that coming from Ruiz a couple of times mm-hmm. as well. So those were newer things that I saw, but you know, nothing I mean, the thing is if a guy had been training a certain way for twenty years. Like a couple months isn't going to change the guy.
1: Yeah, hundred percent can't happen. No,
0: but uh, there was a couple of a couple slight adjustments, and I think um, yeah, he's going to just keep learning from. Him. And I also think he was he was sneaking his front foot in a little bit too. You know, like he was doing it, but he wasn't keeping his body back. He was leaning his body forward. You got to keep yeah. your body back when you sneak your front foot in to get the distance and. Mm-hmm. He'll learn how to do that a little bit better, too, because you'll watch Canelo do that. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll keep his body back, sneak his front foot in, and then he's in within range, right, without the guy even knowing he's there. Yeah. And that was a move that he picked up from Floyd. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Master yeah. master Floyd. Yeah, yeah. You see Floyd, uh, he's going to take on Logan Paul now.
0: Logan Paul, I know that's a joke for boxing unfortunately, because, you know, like it just, it's a sideshow and I hope it doesn't sell like they were, they're hoping it to be right. Cause it's got to yeah. come to an end. It's got to come to an end all this. And even, you know, like Lennox Lewis and Mike Tyson, the rumor now, but although they didn't even talk about it tonight, but it was no. on the net earlier in the week. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I actually gave Lennox a call, but I didn't realize he was out of town or whatever. But he didn't answer anyway. But maybe I'll get to talk to him next week. But it'll be kind of interesting to see if he has anything to say about that.
1: <laughs> well, man, we should get him on the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. we should. But yeah, I'd you know, love to talk to him. He's a busy guy, I guess. Very busy, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, but um, um, I was, what was I going to bring up? The Logan Paul thing. So uh, yeah. Tyson was talking about how that. Because everyone's saying, "Oh, this is a joke to boxing and like yeah. whatever." Right? It's like, well, if anything, jo- boxing can be the joke right now, right? What Tyson was saying because most yeah. fighters aren't fighting, right?
0: You know, yeah, you got yeah. Tyson
1: Fury, Joshua, on that, the
0: right. sidelines, yeah.
1: Errol Spence, Terence Crawford, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Nello, all the fighters that he hasn't fought yet, right? So,
0: right. So yeah, so he's got he's got a point there, Tyson. Does. Yeah. At the same token, you don't want to bring. I don't feel that it's the the. The sport should be brought down by sideshows like that. Like they're circuses, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they're not. Oh. <laughs> they're not. Uh, and people are starting to believe that Logan and his brother—I well, forget his brother's name—Jake, Jake, Jake, Jake Paul. Paul are actually like. They're talking. Oh, Jake is a is, is a world ranked uh, light heavyweight and stuff like. Give me a break! Like any top hundred heavy light heavyweight cruiserweight yeah knock that guy out like knock yeah. him into, into next year right like there's yeah. no way <laughs> uh people can actually believe or you know boxing people you mm-hmm. know, can't even believe that because you know he's never boxed anybody sure enough he's had three matches and he whatever the last guy
1: well ben Askren, a yeah, basketball like he's, player a, hey guy, he's a never, yeah yeah a yeah, youtuber, YouTuber. Yeah. those are the three guys he's beaten. Yeah,
0: so they're not boxers. No, they're, the boxers are different when you got the distance involved and how to turn out, turn a punch over and things. And yeah, no, he's not. He's not even close to being a world ranked guy. And well, he was he was
1: at uh, the UFC event and he was getting booed and everything. Uh, Jake oh, Paul. was Paul. Yeah, and um, uh, one of the commentators, DC uh, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, I guess he's been talking about whatever like this guy talking about
0: fighting him right
1: yeah or something and then he's like oh I gotta get off the camera one sec guys one sec and he went and talked to Jake Pauls, like keep your name keep my name out your mouth or something there's like camera footage and everything it was pretty hilarious
0: so everyone's trying to cash in right they wanna they wanna be there I think
1: I think everybody wants people wanna see him
0: get his ass kicked yeah they do but Daniel Corny ain't gonna do it no (laughs) gotta be a it's gotta be someone like just a a fringe contender, a fringe world rank contender will knock him out, guarantee. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, even that guy that they, they got to fight uh, Frank Muir, he's around his weight, two hundred pounder, the
1: uh Steve Cunningham.
0: Yeah, Stephen Cunningham. Put Cunningham in there with him.
1: With yeah. oh. would kill him. Yeah, I bet he would.
0: And he's old.
1: Yeah, maybe would, Frank would. Muir would beat him.
0: Maybe Frank Mir, yeah, that'd be yeah, interesting.
1: I thought he did really well in that. I thought
0: he did well too. Actually, I think, yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. But Frank Mir would outweigh Paul by like eighty pounds or something. Okay, yeah, like two seventy-five <laughs> or something. Or yeah,
1: he would yeah. just push him around. That that yeah, wouldn't maybe. work.
0: No, but it would work because it'd shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what people want. Like you know, like that's how Floyd made his platform too. Is people wanted? There went most people went there to paid the pay-per-view to see him lose and you gotta remember too Muhammad Ali in the 60s he was not popular because he didn't want to go to the to the Vietnam War and everybody hated him Yeah, so a lot of people were paying for him to lose not mm-hmm. to see him win it's not until later in the 70s and 80s that everyone realized well Ali was right about Vietnam why yeah. were we there yeah. and everything else right so it wasn't like that when he was in his prime no right no and it's too bad he lost three years of his prime boxing because three years he was uh basically in prison for part of it oh yeah and he was also you know like wasn't they took his boxing license away for like three years i never yeah you know
1: i should read his book i have his book yeah. right now and yeah. that's interesting actually to think about that he lost three years who yeah. knows what he could have accomplished more more record, exactly.
0: If more that was not around, I, yeah, he would have like, and they probably wouldn't have lost because he fought Joe Frazier after that exile. Yeah, and um, you know, like he would have been a lot sharper. Had is that he, is that he, when he lost? Yeah, after after he he never lost before the Vietnam War thing. Oh wow! Yes, him. look at that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I gotta was, I, I gotta get came, my history right.
0: I think Ali came back and he fought Jerry Quarry or something in his first comeback fight. So yeah. It wasn't too tough, and then he may have fought one other match, and then he fought Joe Frazier, and then that's when Joe Frazier knocked him down and won a decision. Yeah. And yeah. then Ali beat Joe Frazier in the two subsequent fights. Right. Thrilla fights. and Manila. Thrilla and Manila. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right on.
0: Amazing man.
1: No, oh, no, it was uh, it was a pretty good fight actually. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. A Little weird uh, boxing from um, what's that guy's name Figueroa.
0: Yeah, yeah, strange style, but that's what I mean, like, you got, you know, there's a lot of guys that have, like, this, Billy Joe Saunders has a real strange style, too, you'll, you'll see, mm. when, uh, next weekend, he's got a strange style, and, uh. you know, there's guys that uh, get away with it, like, Rocky Marciano even had kind of a strange style, he wasn't, you know, yeah. like he just had power in both hands, but he could swing from the hills, right, Yeah, and uh, sometimes that that's a benefit to, to guys as well because they don't see the same picture all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: No, that's... Uh... And Tyson Fury, he's got an awkward style, you know, like he baits people, he pulls back and he does this and that.
1: Yeah.
0: And Tyson Fury doesn't have a conventional style.
1: He's got really good movement though, hey?
0: He's got amazing movement. Yeah, yeah for his yeah. size too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For a yeah. six foot eight guy like that big, he's just smooth. Yeah, man, smooth, smooth as silk, man. Full like a butterfly sting, like V. Yeah,
1: it'll be um, good when you, him and Joshua fight.
0: I hope, I hope it happens, man. It, they're talking about July. It's, it's
1: got to happen. It's, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. For boxing,
0: for boxing, it's got to. Yeah,
1: happen. they they need this. This yeah. needs to happen. You and the can't, money's
0: there. Like, how much can they want to have, right? Like, I, I don't mean, think it's money. I don't
1: even... What is it? What is the problem? <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know? know.
0: I don't even know what the problem is. It's Eddie Hearn or it's the promotion. Or maybe they're just baiting the public to talk about it more like we're talking about yeah, it. So fine. that it's even bigger than it than it would have been, you know?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So, yeah, let's cross our fingers and hope it, uh, it works out. Totally.
1: Yeah, awesome. man. Well, I think All that's... Right, uh,
0: it's a wrap. Jerry Tremble. Yeah, Jerry Trimble's a bad motherfucker. Well, Golden Boy, that's what they call Atlanta's Jerry Trimble.